0: to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast, where we interview industry leaders on how they grow their people, their revenue, and themselves. Before we get started, it's a special day today. Today the app comes out. It's called Mindset Boosters. It's an app designed for salespeople to allow them to decide how they want to act and feel in any situation. So basically if you don't have enough confidence today because of whatever, listen to a five-minute track and it'll show you how to program your mindset so you take your confidence level from a four to a ten. And so basically whatever the sales issue, we've got a track for that. And today got the privilege of having Sean Leonard. He is the co-founder and CEO of FunnelFlare. It's a technology that allows salespeople to play with time. It makes the time more efficient. They get more calls in, they get more appointments, and they make more money. Uh, Sean, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. Thanks for having me here. So you know what's kind of interesting in the world of sales? Uh, There's three areas of beliefs that are really, really strong for people. One is around uh, sex, which is like you can see somebody in a bar that you go, oh, that person's interesting and go Hmm. over, have a great conversation and be fantastic and they'll love you. But if you decide I want to go out with them or sleep with them or marry them and you go up there and you go, hi, my name's Ooh," and all of a sudden it just changes everything because your intention is different. So, in sales, we don't get too much of that. But the second area is around money. Mm -hmm. Money isn't just money. We have beliefs around money and asking for money. We've got a lot of negative beliefs around there. So, if I ask people, finish this sentence, please, money is, people go, oh, it's fantastic. It allows you to do these amazing things. And after four or five positive attributes, the root of all evil causes fights, causes divorces. (laughs) And the, the list is like 10 or 12 negative things. So, in sales, We ask people for money and we that's a hindrance. The second one is sales. You ask engineers, bankers that sell. What are you? I'm a banker, not a salesperson. It's like sales is a bad word, but nothing happens till somebody sells it. And so you help people use technology, Sean, to take some of that fear away so they can actually get into conversations and make freaking money. So talk to Mm -hmm. us about how you started this company because it's a spinoff. Tell us the story about how Funnel Flare became a reality.:
1: Yeah, so my background is uh, I'm an engineer, and uh, my backgrounds in my first uh, company that I was uh, driving was in, in industrial process control. So it was really about uh, uh, automation right? It was uh, how do we automate plants? How do we automate manufacturing processes, this type of stuff? And I'd started thinking about uh, uh, the whole concept of what is automation. And it's really at its core, it's the uh, abstraction of labor, right? As you think about in manufacturing, uh, what what automation did is it transformed the role of people, right? From... Uh, laborers to information workers, from brawn to brains, and so uh, after uh, exiting that last company at Time and Money, and I'd spent a bunch of time thinking about uh, uh, automation and how it applies to business processes, and by this time. Uh, Definitely the concepts of marketing automation were uh, well entrenched. People were using marketing automation. And what I saw as the gap was I saw that marketing is getting extremely complex from a digital perspective, and it's a case that it was going to get more complex. So my bet was, is that people were going to outsource uh, their marketing to marketing agencies. Right. Professionals. Right. You can only be awesome at one. Now, many things, but most businesses are focusing on one thing. Right. Right. So we built a multi tenant marketing automation system sold as infrastructure uh, to marketing agencies. And if we really think of what the role of marketing is uh, related to sales, it's to make it easier to sell. Right. So whether it was a uh, marketing agency or any marketer, really, our whole goal as a technology company all came down to making it easier for folks to sell. Right. Providing technology. Yes. uh, And in the hands of marketers would help uh, companies uh, be able to sell more, sell faster scale, et cetera. Right. And as a result of us uh, having this marketing automation platform, we really went back to the feeding salespeople as a role of marketing, is we needed to be able to to really have an impact on the sales processes. We had to take an approach where we deeply integrated with the sales CRMs, right? Because it isn't just about, uh, you know, handing leads over to sales folks and hoping they do something. It's about optimizing that process and ensuring that there's success for the salespeople. Right. So we took the approach of being not just a marketing infrastructure, but just just going so far into the CRMs where we could get, you know, full attribution on uh, the the forecasting, on the revenue, all of this type of stuff. It's a long story, but it'll get to a point. And what happened was we are integrated with all these CRMs. So we started getting all these people because we're in their marketplaces from who are using CRMs coming to our website, and you know the old adage about sales, sales is in Mars and marketing is in Venus. It's it's true. There's two completely different mindsets from a execution perspective that uh, we couldn't box marketing tools as sales tools uh, and in the same story, right? Because it's right. a completely different audience. And clearly we had something that they needed and we were, gonna, we were solving a problem for those folks. Um, so when we identified what that problem is and that problem is the same problem all salespeople have, it's time, right? Uh, every salesperson that I've, like, and I manage salespeople, I've built sales organizations, and uh, uh, every salesperson who's really in the right seat, they love selling, they love engagement, they love the feeling of the win, they are very motivated to close business. Um, the issue is there's only 24 hours in the day and every salesperson knows Pareto principle uh, uh, at the heart, right? It's 80%, 80-20. 80% of our revenue comes from 20% of our activities. 80% of our revenue comes from 20% of our time, right? right. This concept of time, is uh, it's about automation. So again, it's a long story. So what we did is we spun off a second company, which is Funnel Flare, and we took our very advanced marketing automation system and just took the pieces that helped get salespeople more time in their day, right? So that's that. that long story, but it was uh, all coming down to this, is that back to uh, uh, what automation does, transforms the role of people and their activities and abstracts the things that uh, really
0: are just administrivia, right? Makes sense. And before we go into like, uh, let's talk about salespeople and sales and the current climate. So I happen to be a Funnel Flare user. And what it allows Mm -hmm. my people to do is to very much, we've designed a process that you guys designed for us, which is a three-touch system that the salesperson gets a list of people to call, they hit go, the system dials the first person, either they have a conversation, which would be happy, or they get voicemail. If they get voicemail, they can drop a voicemail if they choose to, that's pre-recorded, so we know scientifically that it works, so it's not a different message each time, and you're not bored sometimes, and super excited other times, it's just constant. You can also drop a text message, And you can drop an email and then go on to the next person. All those notes are recorded. And it just allows people to comfortably do 100 calls a day, whereas uh, they could have done it in a day, but it would have been a painful, awful experience. This one is flip on the software, hit go, get the headset on, and then just you could be on a treadmill. Whatever you need to do to stay focused, ready to go. And it's helped us a lot. Yeah. And with that call calling process, like uh, uh, one of the things
1: I've always, you know, I've been I've been using CRMs since uh, the early days when it was a big, you know, database in house to, uh, you know, through Salesforce going on and on. And the reality is, is uh, the biggest challenge with all CRMs and it's painful is that it's getting them to use it. And why wow. is uh, the administrivia? Right. Okay. You talked about that making calls. I make a call. I have to make a note in the CRM so that I, you know, capture what I've talked about. Uh, or if maybe I missed, it was a, it was a uh, nobody was home or I didn't connect. I've got to track this stuff for myself because it's a project management tool yes. for project managing a large set of opportunities. Right. And there is the administrivia. Piece that is involved in all CRMs that uh, really, and that's why there's the challenge where salespeople quite often, it's, uh, it ends up being the work that is not, back to your comments about how I'm feeling today, is it's not the fun part. I'm not, I'm not having fun documenting. I'm having fun hunting, right? And uh, so that's part of what our process does is that all of those, you know, the dial, it has the information ready for the person to make the dial. When the dial is done, we're doing uh, transcriptions of the calls, inserting notes into the CRM automatically, and the status of what the uh, the disposition, was it a did I hit, did I not? All of that stuff is just automated and pushed uh, uh, either natively into our CRM
0: or into what the salesperson is comfortable with. Absolutely. And I think if you take a look at Salesforce to get a contact done, it could take a number of clicks and a bunch of time to process that one record. Whereas you could have done five calls on Funnel Flare because this is all automated and it's just like click, 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 and off you go to the next. And it allows people to maximize their time. More importantly, part of the hesitation in calling is, who do I call next? And this one tells you, This is the next person you're calling, and this is why, and off you go. And so instead of not cold calling and prospecting, it allows you to dedicate, uh, let's say, an hour. If you're an outside sales rep, a day, say, okay, from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, I am in phone mode, and it's all automated, and off I go. And if you're an inside salesperson, then you're on it all day, but it takes a lot of the headaches away. Yeah, and it's a case
1: that not only – Just the process of making and documenting, it's a case that it's also, you know, bringing up the contact, getting concept of, you know, uh, what is the state of this contact right now so that I can have a meaningful conversation. Uh, That's actually uh, added time to the story, too. Never mind just the uh, uh, opening the contact, uh, putting all this stuff in and, and calling and then who am I calling next? There's a lot of time around just getting that call set up. And uh, sales is a is a contact sport, right? Absolutely. It's not an it's not an activity sport. It is an a contact sport, and where the salespeople are uh, most effective is when they are uh, contacting and connecting with people and talking, right? The stuff that uh, is, uh, again, administrivia is, you know, uh, I've never measured how many emails uh, my sales uh, sales folks send, right? And the only thing I would measure if they're sending emails, it's not a measure of success. It's actually a measure of failure, right? Because, you know, if somebody's sending tons of emails, they're not back to the contact sport they're not contacting connecting on a personal level with people right if i go to my inbox right now i have 100 unread emails and i'm going to process them today but it's not going to be an emotional connection with any
0: single one of these people so So, how do we balance that so yesterday i had one of the employees and we're doing a screen share because she's uh not here in Toronto. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. so let me do some dials. And so the third dial that I did, the person actually picked up. And they said, the only reason I picked up, dude, was I'm expecting a call from that area code. And I thought it was the <laughs> person coming in. So otherwise, I was not going to pick up because if I don't recognize the number, I don't pick up. And we're getting more and more of that. So what do you see in the landscape as people are uh, use? Hey, you've got a bunch of people saying cold calling is dead. Don't call call. It doesn't work. And you and I both know that it does work, but yep. it only works if you get conversations. So what are you seeing in the landscape? Are we getting enough conversations? How many dials to conversations are you guys seeing?
1: Yeah. So, and it comes down to uh, exactly that is that, uh, uh, you know, if the phone rings uh, here, you know, if, I, if someone's phoning me, first thing I'm going to do is look and see who it is. And assess my, my current workload, and is this important for me right now to take this call, or is it important for me to go back to it? Right. Uh, if you just think of the process of the uh, of the, the the prospect, put put yourself in the prospect's oh, yeah. uh, uh, time. Uh, I should say frame of mind. And uh, if it's a case that one, and what we've had a lot of success with, is uh, is Starting off with a text message saying, "This is who I am. This is why I'm going to call, and I'm going to call at this time," right? And uh, what? Because the reality is, I don't get thousands of text messages, right? And if somebody texts me and it's and it's on point, in other words, this is something that is uh, just like all oh, marketing. It's it's uh, we want to make sure that our messages are right time, right place, right person, and uh, and meaningful. Uh, when we'll see, if I see a text message come in, you know, it'll bing on my, my screen and I'll look, ah, I'll take that call. Right. And then when the phone rings, I don't care what the number is. I'm going to take it because back to my rationale of, uh, accepting a call or not is, uh, it's my time back to, the, you know, the same problem the salespeople yeah. have is it's my time. Right. So that's one thing is, uh, is, is, is starting off with a, you know, a text message or some type of a very, you know, concise, discreet, personalized email that is on point And it isn't uh, going on and on and on about whatever. It's just, Hey, you're a busy guy. Is this interesting? If it is click, yes, we're good. Let's
0: talk. Right. So, so it's, 100%. it's not just, yeah. What's that? So on the text would you put a calendar link in there or would you just say I'm going to be calling at this time heads up this is what we're going to be talking about thoughts on that cuz in the yeah, email I put a link for an appointment
1: yeah, yeah yeah here's my appointment if you're if you if you're interested in this but if I'm if I'm dialing right uh, my interest is get the person warmed up and and make the call cuz I'm going to make the call anyways <laughs> right it's, it's whether they uh, whether they respond or not but uh, it's a case that, you know, if I message back saying, no, not interested, then, you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a signal. Right. But yeah, as far as putting the, the text message, text message, the, 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 it has to be short, right. It can not be like, if I get a text message, that's more than, you know, a sentence long, it's not interested. So it's got to be short to the point. And if you can say, this is why I'll call, if not, embed an appointment, uh, a calendar. We actually shorten all the links too automatically with all of our, when we send text messages, our our funnel flare will automatically make the
0: link short. So it's not this great big thing, right? So So let's backtrack there a little bit. So if you're wearing your funnel flare, I'm the sales guy for funnel flare today, and you're sending me a text to say, Hey, what would you say in the text in the one line or two lines that would uh, interest a VP to say, yeah, I want to have this conversation.
1: So an easy one would be, uh, are you not hitting your sales goals and, uh, you know, you're not hitting your sales targets uh, and, uh, you know, thinking of uh, hiring more salespeople (laughs) if I'm heading to a VP? Because everyone, you know, when they're in sales, okay, there's one is I go push on marketing to get me some more leads. But the other one is I should maybe hire a bunch of salespeople. Right, maybe I need to hire a few more people. Hire right. hire a few more cold callers. So it's really about our our pitch to and again, if it's targeted and the person who's typically in in uh, the CRO or somebody who's in the the revenue optimization side of things, we're saying increase capacity without increasing headcount. You know, that's that's Love real. It. you're wasting, or your your salespeople are currently wasting literally uh, one day a week on uh non-revenue generating activities, right? So it depends who the 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 recipient is. If it's CRO then it's definitely uh somebody who's uh at least cognizant of you know how do I get more out of the resources I have because I we don't all nobody has infinite
0: budgets to hire uh hire people, right? And of course, hiring people has his own set of headaches that you need to onboard them and sort out all that stuff. So I'm seeing a lot of organizations use video where they have like a BombBomb and some other services that have a link that embeds video in your emails or you can put a link in in a text. Your thoughts mm-hmm. on video as a sales tool?
1: Um yeah, and I'll, I'll back to me as the the recipient. Yes, right? it's typically shows a little GIF or a little you know animated thing, and it's uh, I'd find it hard to get my attention in that little vid in the one or two seconds to uh, I'm not going to click on it. Number one because right. uh, it's. Uh, I'm too busy, and when I'm burning through emails, it's uh, it's. Uh, who's got? I don't know how many and emails. And to you get who's PDF. got time? Yeah. You know, it's like a PDF. Who's ever going to read a PDF? Nobody, right? And uh, uh, the little gif, if it's they can get the information in that little gif uh, uh, again communicated to me quickly, then yes, I'll 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 click it. So uh, I can't say that I've clicked the video ever that I've received, but. And it could be the case
0: that I'm not getting uh, the right messages sent to me, right? So if you hold a sign up like this on your video when you do one of those, and on that sign it says, I know where your children go to school, I bet you they'll click on it, then send uh, it to the FBI and that will not yes. be a happy thing. Yeah. So well, going back to calling, so A, getting people to pick up the phone and certainly using that uh, text as a gateway to get people to do that, super important and effective. Once you get them on the phone, world according... So there's two ways to go. One way is... Uh, so this is what we probably used to get you on the show. It's like... Uh, this is what we used to get you on our show. It was, hello, Sean. This is Umar from No Limit Selling. Our podcast has 230,000 downloads. We interview leaders like you on how they grow their people and their revenue. Would love to have you on the show. What do you think? So it was yeah. like simple to the point there is that. And then the other one is more in terms of hi Sean how are you today kind of what are your thoughts like what do you need as a you know CEO of a company if somebody does get you on the phone what do you want get to the point quickly like yeah. uh, and that's maybe it's my personality
1: but <clears throat> it gets back to down to time right is uh, uh you know where if I had the the time to hang out and chit chat uh chance I'm, I'm going to do with my family yeah, <laughs> right. Because it's uh, it's about, uh, uh, you know, it's part of life and family is a big part of life. And the more time we can spend with our uh, our loved ones, the better. So when I'm in uh, in growth mode and work mode, for me, it's got to be short to the point. What's you know, uh, is this uh, why are you taking my time and uh, what's the benefit to me? Right, so I, I, my personally, I'd rather have the short to the point, and uh, this is why binary decision: yes, no. Are we gonna, are we gonna keep the talk,
0: talk going? Right. So think about a particular person that called you on a cold call because you know that's the business you are in, facilitating that, and you happen to be the ideal target for a lot of people. Think mm-hmm. of someone that called you on a cold call, and then your initial reaction was no, and you gave them an objection. Who is someone that comes to mind that handled the objection really well? and kept you in the conversation and maybe landed an appointment. Does somebody come to mind that was skillful in doing that? You know,
1: I get so many calls and they're all bad. And the thing that is bad about them is uh, uh, they are, you know, you talked about the two approaches. If I get a call and somebody isn't to the point and uh, I'll just cut them off and say, okay, what's the point? What's in it for me? And uh, uh, if they say, you know, if they keep dawdling, I'll just, you know, look, I, I don't have time for this. Um, but if they give me the pitch and the pitch is, is, uh, is, is not for me, um, I'll be very clear. I'll just say, look, you know, it's a waste of both of our time. Uh, I'm not going to get into the rationale and explaining to this person who's a salesperson what it is. I'm not going to be rude. I'm just going to say, look, no, it's not, not a fit for us. That's it. Brilliant. I have an answer to the, somebody who handled it well because I already have my strategy on the phone to uh, cut to the chase, right. uh, get what's in it for me, and if there's not something for me, terminate the call, right? Without being rude, I'm not, I know I manage salespeople. It's a case. It's a. It's a job, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to make their their day an unhappy day because there isn't a fit. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into all of the objections or even talking about objections. I'll just say it's not a fit. Right.
0: Brilliant. So, uh, Sean, uh, two last questions. Number one, what makes you happy? Um, I'm very much
1: into, and I've always have been into, uh, Uh, technology right and uh, you know I've even in the early days I'm an older guy I was automating things right I was trying to figure out how to use technology to make life better right Right. is even like I spent a long time as a developer even and when I was a developer it was uh, how do I write an automation to get rid of this uh, administrivia that I'm doing in my code so I'd spend two weeks writing an automation and then for the rest of the time, you know, one click, boom, everything's all set up, put in the stuff that needs my brain, right? So what makes me happy is being able to find a use for technology that makes life better, right? So that makes that, I I love it when we release something new with our product that is, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited because it's, it's I, I can just see somebody discovering that and and it's going to improve how they're doing their stuff, right? So it's,
0: that's what Brilliant. excites me. So it kind of reminded me as you were talking is the first time I saw a Palm Pilot. <laughs> I think I sold five of them the next day, just describing it to people before I ended up buying my own. And that was like a revolutionary piece of technology that made me very happy. And so happy I sold a bunch of shit for them. So what's one mind hack that you can share that uh, leaders could use to be more effective, or more productive, or happier? What's one technique that you use that allows you to do that?
1: Yeah, and there's, uh, like, there's lots of books on, uh, you know, uh, uh, effective habits of, you know, successful people. And it's really, for me, it's when I'm doing my decision making, it's, uh, you know, they always say, what's, you know, think about important, or this type of stuff. And, I think about when I'm making my decisions is, you know, a lot of stuff I got to do is isn't going to make me happy. But, you know, how can I spend more time doing uh, as far as the decision making? What puts a smile on my face? Right. Nice. So we got to live. It's part of life. Right. Is we got to be uh, when we're uh, even growing a company. Right. Is what are the parts of the stuff that, you know, just absolutely make me excited to walk in during the day and the things I don't hire people. right yeah hire people to do it you know even if i'm really good at that if it's not really uh not really gonna enjoy yeah yeah it's not gonna blow my air back it's like
0: delegate (laughs) it's it's a philosophy i was reading this book by dan sullivan who not how and the whole thing is if you have the money to solve a problem you don't have a problem and (laughs) it's more about the desire to do it yourself is so strong. Well, I could do this, and it's like, no, stay in your lane and hire somebody better than you to do that task. Which I think are words to live by, and easier said than done.
1: Yes, and and maybe it's a case that I'd be more successful if I did more of that. But at the end of the day, it's a balance. You have to you have to have a back to your, what makes you happy, what excites you, right? It's it's got to be as you've got to be part of your decision making process,
0: right? So before we part company today, uh, leads me up to a project I'm working on. It's called Project Happiness. And we collect stories from people of what makes them happy. And the very first video I took was in Athens, leaving Greece, the Uber driver. And I, I said, you know, would you mind sharing what makes you happy? And uh, as he's getting me out of his car, which probably made him very happy, he said, yeah. uh, I work 12 hours on Uber. And when I go home, I get to take my eight-year-old son and my wife and we walk by the Mediterranean that makes me happy. <laughs> and nobody in the hundreds of videos that we've gotten has said, "When I get the Tesla and the girl and the job and the lotto, then I'll be happy." Everybody that shares goes is simple things that we can attain right now just like you described. Sean, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed it and learned a lot. Thank you.